You are listening to this week's Market Commentary by Walker Cripps, bringing you insights on the world of stock markets and finance. Hello, and welcome to the Walker Cripps Market Commentary for the week ending Tuesday the 15th of November. Nearly all the price action in markets last week came in a burst of euphoric demand following the publication of relatively benign American inflation data. US inflation fell from 8.2% in September to 7.7% in October, with the details revealing that inflationary pressures were easing across the board. The pace of inflation decelerated in the property and service sectors between September and October, and there were outright declines in the cost of used cars, rent, clothing and household furnishings. One data point does not constitute definitive evidence, and more broadly, current economic data confirms that a slowdown is underway. But nevertheless, this was enough to send markets into an epic rally. Expectations for interest rate rises in the US dropped like a stone, along with the safe haven US dollar. US government bonds surged across the board, and five-year bonds enjoyed their biggest one-day gain in a decade. The S&P 500 stock market index had one of its best days since the start of the pandemic, rising by 5.5%. The technology-heavy Nasdaq index, which had been beaten down by the fear of rate rises, rocketed by over 7%. European stock markets surged in sympathy. The Eurostoxx 50 index had gained over 3% by the end of the day, and the UK-orientated FTSE 250 gained nearly 4%. While this is undoubtedly good news, many forecasters had been expecting inflation to begin to decline from its extreme current levels. The surprise was that it hadn't done so sooner, given that so many of its components were caused by the impact of pandemic-related lockdowns on consumption and on supply chains. Federal Reserve Chairman Powell is looking for decisive evidence that inflation is coming down in order to slow the pace of rate increases. And that includes seeing, quote, a series of down monthly readings. At least he now has witnessed the first of that series. If this is indeed the pivot towards slower rate rises that investors have been looking for, attention may now turn towards government spending and the fiscal adjustments needed to rein in government deficits. The British government's recent experience was echoed last week in Brazil, when the new president's attempt to bust through budget restrictions sent Brazilian asset prices into a tailspin. Markets had struggled going into Thursday's inflation report, thanks to another high-profile catastrophe in the world of cryptocurrencies. The demise of the FTX exchange, together with its associated companies, eradicated a quarter of the value of cryptocurrencies in just two days. More importantly, it raises the prospect of foul play and guarantees the involvement of regulators. The emperor is rapidly shedding his new clothes. As the week drew to a close, markets were boosted by all things Chinese. 
having already ignited a rally in Chinese assets with a slight relaxation of the zero COVID policy, the Chinese authorities announced plans to alleviate the crisis in the property sector. The measures are extensive, including financial support for property developers and smaller down payments for buyers. Asset prices leapt again, and the Chinese yuan enjoyed its biggest one-day gain against the US dollar in 17 years. This was followed up by a relatively civil meeting between Presidents Biden and Xi Jinping, and a liquidity boost by the People's Bank of China. The Hang Seng China Enterprises Index, which tracks the stock prices of Chinese companies listed in Hong Kong, has now risen 25% from its trough in October. Moreover, any improvement in US-China relations is likely to boost investor sentiment globally. And that's it for the market news, and now we'll turn to the stock focus section. Semiconductor manufacturers have endured a torrid few months, with the pandemic-inspired boom turning to bust, followed by the industry getting caught up in the trade war between the US and China. A bullish report by Dutch chip manufacturer ASML Holding, however, underlines just how strong the outlook for the industry remains. The company forecasts that its annual revenues could reach 40 billion euros by 2025, compared with the average expectation amongst analysts of 32 billion euros. Management believes that the company will benefit from the current trend towards boosting domestic semiconductor output in Europe and America. Simultaneously, the company announced a 12 billion euro stock buyback program shares surged 12% on the news. The chip sector was boosted again when it was revealed that Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway had invested $5 billion in Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, prompting that company's shares to rise by 8%. Commodity markets have fully bought into the evidence that China will loosen its zero-tolerance approach to COVID. News that China will reduce the amount of time that travellers and some citizens must spend in quarantine sent commodities up across the board. Iron ore has soared by 17% since the rumours got going in earnest a couple of weeks ago. Copper prices jumped over 12% in the last week alone, and even precious metals got in on the act with gold and silver prices rising 5%. The luxury goods sector followed suit, jumping on the news that China would be relaxing penalties on airlines bringing COVID cases in from overseas. French and Italian luxury goods stocks rose by 4-6% across the board, including Richemont, LVMH and Hermes International. Britain's Burberry rose by nearly 3%. This had already been one of the better performing sectors this year. Disney stock suffered its worst one-day decline in 20 years after the company reported quarterly profits that missed expectations by a country mile. Higher programming expenses to support the Disney Plus streaming service were a significant factor. Management announced a severe company-wide cost-cutting programme and a freeze on recruitment. And now we'll take a look at the economic highlights from last week and what to look out for this week. 
British GDP fell by 0.6% in September, worse than expected. Taking the third calendar quarter as a whole, however, the picture was not as bad, beating expectations thanks to upward revisions to July and August's output data. Some of the decline in September was due to the lost working day for the Queen's funeral, suggesting that October's output is likely to benefit by comparison. Survey of residential property by the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors confirmed that house prices are now falling in the UK. This is hardly a surprise given the twin pressures of surging mortgage rates and falling real incomes. Potential support for the property market derives from a dearth of supply and from hopes that market expectations for interest rates will continue to moderate. UK inflation is expected to have risen to 10.7% in October from 10.1% in September. Service sector inflation probably edged down on the anniversary of the increase in the rate of VAT paid by hospitality and tourism firms, but this was probably more than offset by the increase in goods and energy prices. Much speculation surrounds the Chancellor's autumn statement, in particular how far he will go towards plugging the hole in public finances, plus the related impact on economic growth. The gilt market is looking for concrete steps towards a reduction in borrowing in pretty short order, and the Chancellor is unlikely to risk upsetting markets. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. This was Walker Cripps Market Commentary. If you'd like to hear more, please visit our website at www.walkercrips.co.uk. To keep up with our latest news and content, you can follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Walker Crips. Until next week, thanks for listening. This podcast is intended to be Walker Cripps Investment Management's own commentary on markets. It is not investment research and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or trade in any of the investments, sectors or asset classes mentioned. The value of any investment and the income arising from it is not guaranteed and can fall as well as rise, so that you may not get back the amount you originally invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Movements in exchange rates can have an adverse effect on the value, price or income of any non-sterling denominated investment. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice to undertake a transaction. And if you require professional advice, you should contact your financial advisor or your usual contact at Walker Cripps. Walker Cripps Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and is a member of the London Stock Exchange.